0: Welcome to the Motor groter Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It is February 26th. It's 2020. And we have nine basketball games to talk about here on today's podcast. Um, you know, I've been doing this for so long. Uh, I don't think I've ever messed up the name of the podcast before. So that's the first. Um, joined today by my good buddy, Kyle Murray. How you doing, my friend?
1: Good, man. Yeah, good to be back. on it with you. Last time I did a morning grind was with Britt. So it's good to get back. Uh, Here you're talking to the NBA with you.
0: Yeah, you know, I appreciate Britt filling in. Man, that seems like so long ago now.
1: Yeah, right before the uh, Super Bowl party.
0: Yeah, that was a long time ago, so I was traveling um, to the Rotor graners party. So, Uh, let's jump into this slate. We got nine games to talk about here. Uh, Some interesting stuff for sure. We get started with Brooklyn at Washington, 236 total. Brooklyn favored by one and a half in this game. Um, Wilson Chandler is questionable. We know Kyrie and um, Durant are both out. Bertans is questionable on the Washington side of things. Um, This game has one of the highest implied totals that we have, you know, the night before. I think this game is going to set up as one of the games that a lot of people are going to be targeting, Um, you know, especially when we're looking at pace of play and defensive efficiency and stuff like that. Brooklyn gets a nice pace bump here. What's standing out to you for the Nets?
1: Yeah, it's probably going to be one of the uh, the favorite games that uh, people are going to be targeting here. You no, know, two fast-paced teams, two teams that, you know, good good offensively. So, obviously, Washington's up there. Uh, and like you mentioned, the Nets are going to be a nice little, nice little pace boost here. So, I think for the Nets, uh, I'm liking Dinwiddie a good amount. I know the price on DraftKings is pretty high, but I think 8K, I think I can pay that there. And now, now we're at a point where we're pretty much comparing Dinwiddie to LeVert night in and night out. And LeVert's been amazing over the past, what, week or two. Um, so now they're pretty much priced similarly, $500 discount to get Levert over Dinwiddie. So um, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to lean Dinwiddie out, out of those two. Um, you can go back to Jared Allen here. The minutes have been really nice for him. They're never really consistent, but you know when the lineups are usually smaller, that's when the minutes are better for Jared Allen. So obviously with the uh, the Washington – uh, Wizards they'd like to roll guys like Hashimura and Burton's at the five here and there so I think that's a, a nice little spot for Jared Allen to pick up some more minutes so those are the main two for me Allen and Dinwiddie I do like Levert a little bit like him more on FanDuel as well but I would lean Dinwiddie over Levert if I'm just deciding between those two
0: yeah don't mind that um, the guy that kind of stands out to me here I know you weren't expecting this at all Joe Harris uh, 4800 going up in this matchup you know we're going to have to see how some of this value opens up or, you know, closes up throughout the day, but pace bump, good matchup, going to play 30 to 35 minutes here in a close game. Um, put up, I think 33 fantasy points the first time these two teams met. So I actually like this spot a lot for good old Joe Harris. Um, and I don't really expect a ton of people to be on him because he's Joe Harris. um, as far as everything else goes, you know, Prince, he's playing around 28 to 30 minutes a night here since the break. He's solid um, in this matchup as well, just because, you know, we have to think about the matchup, the pace bump, all that good, Jeff. Um, Didwitty and Lavert, I, I don't really lean towards one. Um, I, I think you could play both of them, but with their prices being so close, i will probably take the minutes with Dinwiddie before I would play Levert kind of with you on that one. So um, on the Washington side of things, you know, Bradley Beal is hot. Um, You know, he's, he's he's made 13 of his last 24 from beyond the arc. Um, Very hot right now, playing a ton of minutes, taking a ton of shots, a ton of usage. (laughs) What are we looking at here from Bradley Beal?
1: Yeah, I think you just got to go back there. I think it was what, 53, in, in two, 53 or more in two consecutive games so um yeah he went went for 55 and then 53 so he's obviously in, in a in a zone right now and obviously a really good matchup so hard to not like Beal the price just isn't high enough I don't think for for what we're getting out of him here 9700 on uh DraftKings I think he's actually the same price on FanDuel as well so um good pricing good price for him um so yeah I think we just attack Beal Berton's I'm not sure if he's been ruled if he's as if as an official ruling if it's probable or questionable or not but if he's out I think Hachimor is pretty interesting Hashimura struggled from the field last game but he played a ton of minutes obviously they had an overtime game but he still played 46 minutes so uh, I think he's a guy who's going to play a ton if Berton sits if Berton plays I think you can play either him or Rui again I think they're both all right but if Berton's does sit, I think Hachimor is probably one of the better mid-tier to value end guys in my opinion Um, so yeah I like those two a lot and then uh, I don't think I'm gonna go back to Mo Wagner. I know he was a, a nice little play the other day, but with Thomas Bryant coming back, don't think I'm gonna have an interest in that for me. It's gonna be between uh Rui and Beal, and then if Bertans plays, I'll have a little bit of interest in him as well.
0: You have any thoughts here on Shabazz Napier? Big game off the bench the other night. Um you know, thirty-six minutes is not your you know typical, you know, minutes for Shabazz Napier and it's not like they have a lot of guys out or anything like that. So I think that I'm going to kind of probably jump off here. Um, I'm not really expecting the same thing. It was the second end of a back-to-back. The game was phenomenal. Um, I just – I worry about it. You know, you know, matchups against Brooklyn are always, you know, definitely favorable for a guy like Napier. It's just I, – I don't expect him to play the same amount of minutes in this game. Yeah, I, I think,
1: you know, obviously he got those minutes from taking away from Smith and also Troy Brown a little bit as well. I don't know if that continues. I think it's probably more of a, uh, he got hot, so they left him out there a while. Um, they could run him back out there for this one again, see if he still has the hot hand. Uh, obviously those minutes are boosted up a little bit based on the overtime game, but still 31 minutes, even when you take away the five for the overtime, um, that's still more than, that's more, almost double compared to what he's been seeing as a uh, as a wizard so far this season. So I think I'm with you. I think I'm jumping off of it. I don't think there's too much to take, in, take away from it. I, I think it, it could go either way, really. I mean, they could stick with them, but I think I would count on them giving those minutes to Ish once again because considering that's what they've been doing all year and Troy Brown as well. I think him, he didn't really play, play much compared to what he has been over the season. 21 minutes in an overtime game is really
0: low, so I think Brown could potentially get in there more as well. All right. Um Let's move on to the next one here. We got Philly at Cleveland, 220 total. Philly uh favored by seven and a half in this game. We know Simmons is out um on the Cleveland side. Exum's out and McKinney is out. Um, what are we looking at here for Philly?
1: Yeah, I think you got to go back to Embiid here, you know, or at least have interest in him. The boost that he gets with Simmons off the floor is just huge. Obviously, he had a monster game uh last time out against Atlanta. Good matchup for him in this one, as well as he had a good matchup last game as well. Going to play, going to play minutes as long as this game stays close, which could be a question mark. But with Philly on the road, I think that game is more likely to stay close than it is to blow out. Uh, so I think that helps a little bit from from an Embiid standpoint. But yeah, just the boost that he gets with Simmons out the floor is just huge. So I, I think you got to have some interest in him once again. Al Horford's a guy that I'm totally willing to look at once again. Played 30 minutes last game or 31 actually when he got back into the starting rotation with Simmons off the floor. So as long as he's back in the starting lineup, I think he's pretty interesting from a value standpoint. Tobias Harris is probably one of the better plays on FanDuel. I think he's 6,600 over there. So still just way too cheap and a good matchup. So those are the three that I'm looking at.
0: Yeah, you know, I I think Embiid obviously has a tremendous amount of upside, um, you know, without Simmons on the floor. It's hard to even like consider not playing Embiid in this matchup against Cleveland with no Simmons. Um, I know he's expensive, but I think Tobias is a phenomenal play as well. Um, played 35 minutes. I'm not worried about that knee injury. If they're going to roll him out, if they're going to upgrade him in day to probable, and you know let him play those minutes, I think Josh Richardson's going to play a bunch of minutes again as well. Um, so those guys are all fine for me you know, Al Horford played 31 minutes the other night. He's, he's up to 5k. I think he's a fade for me. Um, just, you know, Alec Burks, those guys just didn't play a ton of minutes. Uh, we were all, were kind of hoping Alec Burks would play more minutes. Uh, just wasn't the case, you know, like even Glenn Robinson didn't play a lot. So I think you stay to the stick to the main pieces here when you, when you're looking at Philly, um, We'll go over to the Cleveland side of things. Andre Drummond's minutes have just kind of disappeared, um, you know, since being traded. I don't know what they're doing with him, I guess, trying to keep him healthy for next year or they, it was just really to free up money or whatever it was um, with Andre Drummond. They're just not playing him. You know, Kevin Love is playing decent minutes. Um, I I really, I don't like the spot a lot for any of these Cleveland guys.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm with you on drama, but I don't think I can get there. The price is appealing on DraftKings at 7,700, considering this guy is a guy who was, you know, 10K at one point in Detroit, but the minutes aren't there. He's essentially, they're divvying up the 48 center minutes between him and Thompson, and he's just not really having the upside. At first, he was around 30, and now he's not even hitting 30 most nights, so tough to play him. I think you can play Kevin Love here in this one. Um, the only real reason I'm trying to find somebody on Cleveland is because, you know, we named four 76ers. I didn't even mention Richardson, but he's a good play as well. Those are four 76ers, in my opinion, that I think are really strong plays. So I I think it makes sense to have interest in some of these guys here on Cleveland. Just considering we're going to want this game to stay close if those guys are going to hit their ceilings. So Kevin Love is something that's interesting. I wish Sexton was cheaper. I can't really find myself paying 6-3 for Colin Sexton, honestly, like this. So um, not going back to Kevin Porter Jr. after he had a, a massive game. Played 41 minutes in that overtime game put 51 fantasy points so I don't think I go back there I think the only one I really have interest in is Kevin Love he had a nice little game uh so I think my interest in Cleveland is just going to stick with Love
0: yeah you know it really goes back to that whole thing we're talking about um as far as Porter goes (laughs) he he got hot like he pulled a Shabazz Napier um you know and got hot in that game so yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you here on Kevin Porter Jr. and kind of just pass um moving on we got minnesota at miami no total um in this one crab and cat are out butler's questionable hero and leonard um are both out. uh let's start here with the minnesota side of things like I have a hard time playing anybody on Minnesota in general. Um, I, you know, I think D'Angelo Russell is really the only guy that like I have interested in like Malik Beasley's fine. His price is just caught up with the production and I just, I don't want to pay that price for him.
1: Yeah. The interesting thing here is I think these guys could be pretty low owned considering it is a tough matchup. There are a few other spots, you know, I think Philadelphia, the Philadelphia guys would be more popular than the Minnesota guys. So I do have some interest here. I think, Daniel Russell's super interesting, especially if he's gonna be lower owned. You know, if he's gonna be popular, I think this is, could be a spot to fade, but it could be a good ownership play here. The use has just been really, really strong since getting traded over to Minnesota. So I do have some interest in him. Um and then Beasley, you mentioned it, and I, I totally agree with you on the price point. The price is up there, so you know how much how much does he really have left in the tank to to pay off that price tag? But if he's gonna be low owned, it could be a good uh pivot off of a guy like Josh Richardson. Um Nas Reed's kind of where I'm at. For the pricing, it's it's just too high now at this point. I think you know you can get James Johnson at the at a at a similar price when he's actually cheaper and get similar production. Um, the minutes you know aren't as you know solidified considering he's not coming. Uh, you know he's not in the starting rotation anymore. And I was coming off the bench, so I do think I have some interest in these guys if they're gonna be low owned. But it's mainly D'Lo and Beasley with a little bit of interest in Johnson.
0: All right. Um. Yeah. Like Reed, his price um, has just that's just too high yeah um you know going over man james johnson here like really quick just you know not to backtrack too much but like james johnson up against his former team like uh, that's true uh, i don't know i hate playing like the narrative streets and stuff like that but i feel like this could be a spot he gets a few extra minutes um you know so we'll see
1: One thing I wouldn't like note or say is, you know, the pricing on these two guys is pretty um, different based on the site that you're looking at. So on FanDuel, Reed's $1,000 cheaper than Johnson. So on FanDuel, I'd rather play Reed. I actually think Reed's an okay play over there on FanDuel, but he's uh 5,700 on DraftKings compared to 4,700 on FanDuel. So probably just play him on FanDuel, don't play him on DraftKings and then play Johnson on DraftKings and just play Reed on FanDuel. That's probably what I would do with those two.
0: Sounds good uh, to me um miami side obviously we're really just going to be waiting on jimmy butler news um you know the whole slate kind of um is going to be determined here by jimmy butler uh what are we looking at here for miami yeah if butler sits
1: i'm just going to be as heavy on bam Adebayo as i can i love the matchup here for him uh i love what he's been doing since butler's been out no, I I mentioned it in one of the expert surveys last week, but he's essentially the new ball handler on this team at times with Butler off the floor. And he was handling the ball at times, even when Butler was playing. And uh, he got a lot of praise for that over the all-star break. So he got a lot of attention for it. And they take Butler off these last couple games. He's like a point guard. And, you know, that's a, it's a nice little addition to his stats. Uh, when, when his assist rate is going up like it is with Butler off the floor. And we've seen those numbers nine, nine, and seven over the last three games after the all-star break. So Massive numbers in the assist category for Bam. You know, he's already a double double machine with, with the points and the rebounds. So I think he's the best play on the slate, in my opinion. Uh, if Butler sits, just the, it's a great matchup. The price just is not high enough considering what he's going to do. And I would just really try to really fit in Bam out of bio in my lineups. Um, Jay Crowder and Derek Jones Jr. are nice value pieces. I like them a lot if Butler sits. Um, and then if Butler's out again, pick one of the point guards between Dragic and Nunn and, and play one of them. Um, but I'm preferring to just to get Crowder or Jones and then Bam as well.
0: Yeah, like Kendrick Nunn, like he's been really good here with Butler out. So if Butler were to sit, my my biggest intru- my biggest issue here with Kendrick Nunn is more just his price is caught up to the production. Um yeah. so if if we do get news that Butler's gonna sit, like I'll probably be looking at like Derek Jones Jr. again. I talked about him a lot on the podcast um the other day. Played 37 minutes the other night um, and shot the ball really well. Just, you know, didn't get a ton of run uh, just in general there. So I think Derek Jones Jr. uh, would be the guy that I'd be looking at the most here if Butler were to sit outside of like your, you know, I like your BAM call a lot. Um, So that would be, you know, something that I'd be looking at. So uh, we move on. We got Orlando at Atlanta, 227 uh, total in this one. Orlando's favored by three in this game. Uh Minu and Isaac are out. Bembrae, Cabela, and Labassier are out. Uh what are we looking at here on the Orlando Magic?
1: Yeah, I think typically we, we would get, you know, Vucevic at a higher ownership when he, you know, gets a good matchup against the Hawks. The price isn't too crazy, but with Embiid on the sleigh, I think he's gonna soak up a lot of ownership. So we could potentially get Vucevic at low ownership, which I think is really interesting um Foltz is you know could be a, a solid GPP play but I don't think I'm looking at too much outside of outside of those guys I think Gordon's price is just way too much I know he's been on fire lately but I just don't want to pay that price tag for Aaron Gordon and you know you look at the game logs and he's just been going off but I'm not I'm not really comfortable pay, paying that price tag for him so for me I'm just sticking to Vooch with a little bit of interest in Fultz as well
0: yeah um I think it's a good spot for the Orlando magic in, in general. Um, it's just figuring out like which pieces you necessarily want to play. Um, you know, I, I think that Vooch is phenomenal, but, you know, even, even like Vooch's price is not the greatest in the world. So yeah. like, I struggle a little with, with that, like Fultz, the minutes have been definitely fine for him. Um, I just, it's tough here when you're looking at this team in general. Um, maybe, maybe a tournament flyer on like Terrence Ross, <laughs> like, maybe. Um, but like I don't, I don't even love that. Like he's shot the ball really well here recently, and his price yeah. has gone up. I'm sure he's a little bit cheaper on Fanduel and Yahoo, but uh, the Orlando Magic. I'm a Magic fan, um, yeah. and I I can never figure this team out. DFS purposes. They're just not a great team to target usually because it's so hard to figure out who's going to shoot the ball well on a nightly basis. Um, the Atlanta side of things, yeah, it's a tough matchup for Trey Young. Orlando has been very good defensively. He's averaging fifty-four fantasy points in two matchups um, this season uh, against Orlando. Fifty-four hundred at ten-four is fine. It's not amazing though. Yeah, I think you know the,
1: the point guards on this slate are just. You know we're going to talk about two of them later that I think are really strong, and then you yeah, obviously got some mid tier and some value options. We talked about the Miami guys. You know the price is up on these Miami guys, but you know they still have some upside. It's a really tough matchup for Young here. The Orlando really slows it down. Um, so I don't know if I can do it at that price tag. I don't know if I would. am going to find myself prioritizing him on a slate like this, with with the, the kind of studs that there are. I think I would rather play Dinwiddie. You know at you know $2,400 cheaper at the point guard spot. So I don't think I'll have too much Trey Young. I really don't have too much interest in the Atlanta side at all, really. Um, maybe if we see some guys sit, like if we see DeAndre Hunter sit, I think he's questionable or probable. Um, so maybe if something happens with that, um, maybe I'll have some interest in a guy like Cam Reddish or something like that.
0: But as of now, no real interest in me for the Atlanta side. Yeah, I don't mind Hunter. Um, over 30 fantasy points and three straight. If, like, if I'm playing, like, a Vooch-Foltz team or a Vooch-Ross team, like, I could see a game stack of this game. It has a 227 total. Orlando's getting a nice, pace, like, a bump in pace. Um, So, like, if I'm running it back with one of the Atlanta guys, I'll probably go to, like, one of the cheaper guys. Like, I'll go to Hunter or... Like I don't like reddish as much. If Hunter plays, he doesn't play as many minutes usually. Um, so like I probably lean Hunter, um, but that's it's really it. There's just outside of Young and Collins at the top. Atlanta's kind of messy when you get down further. Yeah, I mean Herder's always going to play mid thirty to upper thirty minutes,
1: but I don't really love the matchup here. I think Hunter could be solid here if, especially if you have a guy like Vooch or maybe if you have a couple Magic because it is a good spot for Orlando. So. Uh, yeah i'm agree i I agree with you i think i would probably try to find a guy in the mid-tier like hunter or herder
0: rather than going up to collins or or trey young yeah good spot for orlando but good luck figuring out who to play (laughs) um memphis at houston no total in this one um clark is out uh triple j is out winslow's out and then eric gordon is questionable um let's start with the Memphis side obviously some big injuries here uh with you know Jaron Jackson Jr. out and Clark out what are you looking at here for Memphis
1: yeah uh I know Eric Crane's pretty happy because he's a huge Josh Jackson homer so Josh Jackson should pick up some extra run here um I I think he's okay I think it's if he's a super popular guy where you know he's one of those guys where you see over 50 percent ownership I think you could potentially consider fading. I know it's it would be scary, if, especially because he's been a, a pretty solid permanent guy for fantasy purposes over his career. Good matchup, and the minutes are going to be there uh, in this one. So, that that one's going to pretty much depend on ownership for me. Uh, I, I like John Morant a pretty good amount. I like him a lot more on Fanduel. I think he's just way too cheap on Fanduel. He's six two. He's either six two or six one over there. On DraftKings he's seven one. So don't love it as much. But um, Gorgie Jang, I, I think we're going back to him in this one. The minutes were pretty solid. I know there was a blowout, so maybe he got a few more extra minutes there. But um, him and Valanciunas are flip-flopping at the center, so he should get a nice boost with uh, with those guys out and with Jaron Jackson and Brandon Clark off the floor. So Jang and Morant are the ones that I'm keying on mostly with a little bit of interest in Valanciunas as well, but um, mainly just those first two.
0: Oh, the gorgeous dong. Um... <laughs> Uh, you you have to you have to like him in this spot right like you know with these guys out the matchup against houston like pj tucker (laughs) like Valentinus, um you know he should eat in this game too it's just you never know where like the minutes are going to be for him so um you know it's it's kind of hard to you know necessarily trust him in general so Um, let's go to the Houston side of things, you know, Harden and Westbrook. We, we have definitely seen an increase, uh, for Westbrook here. Um, what are we looking at for Houston?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, for me, I'm going to decide which one I can fit in. I think there'll be a solid amount of value and uh, maybe you can get Harden in this one, but I do have some interest in these guys. I I like Covington a pretty good amount. I think it's just going to be Covington and then whatever one I decide between Harden and Westbrook. Right now, I lean Harden just because on uh, FanDuel, he's shooting guard eligible, and you know you can get him in the shooting guard slot on DraftKings as well, so I think I lean him right now. Obviously, you get a little bit of a discount for Westbrook, so if you want to go there, can't really blame you, but um, for me, I'm leaning Harden slightly, and then uh, I like Covington a pretty good amount. I'm not really sure if Gordon being out will give a, a huge bump to somebody. You know, They can disperse those minutes to House, to Macklemore, to Rivers, to Jeff Green now, so... A ton of guys can get those minutes if he does
0: sit. So I think I'm just going to stick with Covington and then one of the one of the top two. Yeah, if you want to take a like a tournament flyer on Ben Mclemore, um, you wouldn't hear me like tell you yeah. no. So I think he could be a guy that picks up some extra minutes. Um, I don't really have anything else to add here. Dallas at San Antonio. No total in this one. Brunson's out. Willie Collie Stein's questionable. Uh, Lamarcus Aldridge is out on the San Antonio side. Uh, Let's start here with the Dallas side of things. Um, You know, Luca, 25 minutes the other night against Minnesota is, you know, it's a little bit concerning.
1: Yeah. So that game was weird. It was, you know, it looked like it was blowing out at times. So maybe he lost minutes there. But, you know, I don't even think he
0: played the fourth quarter at all in that game.
1: Yeah, I mean I the game did finish somewhat close, you know, sixteen point game at the end of things. So I'd probably have to look into the rotations a little more and see why those minutes weren't, you know, there. Obviously he missed a couple games. So um yeah, I, I think I think you can go back to Luca here, especially if you're not too shy of the minutes. But we've talked about it. There there are a lot of guys in the upper like I'd rather play Beale, I think, and I'd rather play Harden. So um I think Luca's tough here. Um I do like him, but just deciding between him and the studs. I think he probably falls probably three for me. And you know, there's so many guys in the uh, the mid-tier range that I – or the upper tier that's not quite elite tier. So, like a guy like Bam Bio is a guy that I'm really uh, prioritizing, like I mentioned earlier. So, guys in those price ranges that I'm trying to get into my lineups. Makes it tough to get, you know, one, two of these studs. So, yeah, I have to really decide between one. Then we got – have him beat on the slate as well. So, I don't know if I get to Luca too too much here. Um, but I do think he is okay. It's a It's a good matchup for him. I don't think San Antonio is very good uh defensively. But other than that, I don't really like any of the uh, the other Dallas guys. I'm not paying that price tag for Porzingis for sure. So um it's pretty much just Luca or bust for me on the on the map side.
0: Yeah, so Luca uh the other night it was he didn't he didn't check back in uh, you know, according to Core IQ game flow. He checked it out with three minutes to go um in the third quarter and did not check back in. So huh. there you go. The game was it was it was really ugly. That game in general. So, um, let's see here. Looking at San Antonio without the Marcus Aldridge, DeRozan seven K, and it's a really strong matchup. What are we doing with uh, Demar DeRozan here? Yeah, I think uh, DeRozan's
1: a, a really strong player. Obviously, with Aldridge off the floor, um, his numbers go up, and I think at seven K over there. Nice little play. I think the Rosen, you know, you just kind of play him. Uh, hopefully, he isn't too popular. I'm sure you know the public will like it as well. He's done pretty well this this season with uh, Aldridge missing games. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a good spot for him on FanDuel. He's way too cheap, 6,900 over there. Uh, kind of a similar price tag on DraftKings. So the pricing is good on him. Uh, I don't think it's really accounting for the role that he's going to have. So I like Rosen a lot.
0: Yeah, and Jacob Podo, um, uh, he's just way too cheap. <laughs> like- yeah. 3,200. You know, we do have some sample sizes with him with LaMarcus out. You know, even if, let's just say he plays, let's just say he plays 22 minutes in this game without LaMarcus and like that might be on the very low end. Like he crushes at this price point. Yep. I think there's going to be a lot of value centers today. So like maybe on a Sally
1: Fandle, I don't know if people are going to want to pay for those guys down there because you have guys like Embiid on this on the slate you have guys like Vooch on the slate so uh, I think it makes sense to try to find a guy down there like Pertle or or like Jang uh so yeah I like Pertle a lot you know with when you consider Powell's out for the year he's a pretty good defender Willie Colley Stein uh a strong defender you know contests shots very well he's questionable he could potentially be out as well so they're gonna be rolling out Kleber and Porzingis at the center so it could be actually a, a pretty good matchup for Purdo as well, with the with this team going somewhat small compared to what you know they would like to do. They they have liked to get Powell or Willie Cauley Stein out there on the floor. Um, so considering that, I think Purdo could actually have a really good matchup here, and it makes a lot of sense to to consider he's going to get a ton of more minutes. The usage should be you know nice considering what he normally gets. So a nice little booster. Purdo, I like him a lot. Uh, is there anybody else that we're missing here on the San Antonio side of things? Uh, Trey Lyles, I think, is someone to at least monitor. You know, the minutes have been up and down. But before that last Oklahoma City game, the minutes have been pretty strong. So uh, and now with Aldridge off the floor, I think the minutes should be pretty reliable. Um, he should be around 30. I think he makes sense as well. And I think you could play Pertle and Lyles together. Um, you know, a lot of times Dallas is going to play Porzingis and Cleaver side by side. So we could see Pertle and um, Lyles side by side as well. So I like I like both of those guys from the San
0: Antonio side from a value perspective. All right, um, LA Clippers taking on Phoenix two thirty three and a two thirty three total here. Clippers favored by five and a half in this one. Um, what's standing out to you here for Clippers? Uh, Paul George's price, I think, is
1: just way too cheap. He played twenty one minutes last game with a it was like a forty point blowout after like the first quarter. Um, so the minutes could have obviously been a lot better. I know he was coming off of a uh, you know the, the break and then a little bit of an injury. Uh, he got hurt in that last game before the All-Star break and then missed the first game after the All-Star break. Played 21 minutes in that game against Memphis with a blowout. So I think he could be in line for, you know, not probably not his normal workload, but around 30 minutes for Paul George. So that's somewhat appealing for a guy who's going to be seven eight on FanDuel and 8K on DraftKings. LA came up a pretty good amount, pretty good matchup with no Kelly Oubre who's out as well. So um, for me, it's, it's Paul George over Kawhi in this one strictly just because of the discount that you get for it um and I, I like paul george a pretty good amount and don't know if i'm going to one of these centers here so i think it's just going to be paul george for me
0: yeah i've totally forgot to mention Ubre and kaminsky are out um way to go way to remind me um but yeah like i, I paul george aka i think he's phenomenal um in this spot and like the other thing that's you know kind of standing out to me here when we're looking at this game as a whole is we're going to want some Phoenix guys on the other side of this game. So getting exposure to one of these, um, you know, one or two of these Clippers guys, I think is, you know, really important. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Phoenix side. This is an amazing matchup for Aiden. Um, We know at this point, we know how good bigs do um, against this team. It's something that we're going to play all year long. Um, it, it's hard not to like Aton. it's hard not to like Booker at his price. And it's hard not to like Rubio with Ubre out. Um, I think all these guys are very much in play and then we get, you know, more on the value side of things here with Bridges.
1: Yeah. So there's a lot to like in this one. You mentioned Aton's Aiton's in a really good spot, you know, there's so many good centers. So getting Aiton, I'll probably have more of the other sons compared to, you know, having Aiton just strictly because of how many centers there are in this one. Uh, you mentioned it. Really good matchup for them. Clippers are somewhat undersized when they're rolling, rolling Harrell out there. So um, I, I like that a lot. Booker actually gets a pretty significant usage bump. He's up over 1.3 uh, fantasy point per minute as well. So I like Booker a pretty good amount in this one. Rubio had a monster game last time out. Don't mind going back there whatsoever. The minutes are finally back to kind of a normal uh, amount. You know, it, it kind of looked like they were just easing them in through February until after the All Star break, and now. He's full go over 30 minutes in the last two games. So I like him a pretty good amount as well. You mentioned Bridges. I think you can play him. I think you can play Cam Johnson as well. He's really cheap. So if you need a little bit more extra value, you can potentially go Cam Johnson over a guy like Michael Bridges. You know, Cam Johnson 20, 19, and 18 over the last three games. Taking Ubrey out, who is a guy who was consistently playing minutes in the mid-30s. Surely Cam Johnson is going to pick up a few of those. So if he gets in the you know mid-20s to potentially 28, 29 minutes, I like Johnson a pretty good amount as well.
0: Yeah, like, man, Ricky Rubio the other night, um, the steals were massive. (laughs) He almost had a triple-double with steals. Um, (laughs) So, like, the upside uh, obviously is there. Um, Are we – maybe, like, is this a spot we could potentially play, like, Dario Sarge? Like, do you like him at all?
1: Yeah, I consider Sarge. I've been – you know, last time we saw Ubrey sit, I think Sarich was a guy who was around 20 and 29 minutes while he was out. And he was an interesting play. I'm a little bit worried about it. He had a pretty lengthy, you know, absence going up into the all-star break. Um, he's played 16, four and 19 minutes in the last three games. So it's tough to tell if if he's okay or if they're, you know, limiting him in there because of guys in front of him. Um So I, I think I would prefer to play Cam Johnson, you know, Cam Johnson, I, I think just feels a little bit more safe for those minutes. Um, but for me, if, Sar- if Sarge starts, I think he's super interesting. I think uh, it's basically going to come down to who's going to fill in that starting spot. Is it going to be Cam Johnson or Sarge? Um, and if Sarge is there in the starting lineup, I think he's a really good value play.
0: All right, we finished it out here with Boston at Utah. Um, you know, no total in this one. Boston's on the second end of the back-to-back direction playing as we're recording right now. Um, Utah, as far as injury goes, they should be fine. um... There's a good chance – I was reading a report before we got started here. There's a good chance that Kemba um, misses this game too. Like he, It sounds like he's going to miss this game as well. So uh, let's start here with Boston. What are we looking at here uh, for the Celtics on the second end of the back-to-back going into Utah?
1: Yeah, I think Marcus Smart, you can play him once again here as long as Kemba is officially ruled out. I think he's interesting. 5-7 on Fandle, 6-2 on yeah, 6-2 on DraftKings. So the price gone up a little bit on DraftKings, but I, I think he, you can still play him here. Um, I I like Tatum again in this one. I know the matchup is tougher, but considering he's going to be having either Joe Ingles or Bogdanovich on him, I think he could actually potentially destroy in this matchup. So obviously as a whole, Utah is pretty good defensively, but they do have some weaknesses considering they have guys like Donovan Mitchell, who's not a very good defender. So Marcus Smart will likely see Donovan Mitchell defense and and Tatum will likely see Ingles or Badanovich defense, so I do think those are two guys I like to attack here. Tatum could potentially be contrarian here in this one, too, which is always interesting. Uh, the price on a guy like Jalen Brown I don't think is nearly high enough, so I think you can play this, these two here, actually, with Hayward and Brown, both the small fours. I and you can play both of them. On DraftKings, I prefer Brown because you get a $700, $700 difference, but on FanDuel, I think you can play either of them, so I like a lot of the Boston guys, despite it being a matchup that looks somewhat rough, but Tatum, Smart, and probably Jalen Brown would be my top three.
0: Yeah, those are the three guys that I had written down here, uh, assuming that Kimba sits again. You know, Tatum has been playing phenomenal here recently. Um, I like the upside, you know, in this matchup for him. Um, I don't mind Brown, and I think Marcus Smart, you know, his price is obviously very fair. Utah side of things here I think Rudy Gobert is a solid play it's just we've talked about you know so many center plays on the slate and it's just really hard to you know play Rudy Gobert over some of these other centers that we've talked about um, in my opinion yeah definitely you you nailed it you know especially considering
1: Aiton's essentially the same price so it's really really tough to get to Gobert not a terrible matchup by any means but um, yeah I think I just can't really can't quite do it for me, on the Utah side, I think Mike Conley is the guy that is number one on my list of Utah guys. You know, I, I assume we're going to see Marcus Smart kind of keep his eye on Donovan Mitchell all game, so I could potentially open up some uh, some shots for Conley here in this one. He's five K on, on drafting, so I think that's a pretty solid price over there. Uh, and you know, we've talked about a lot of studs, so being able to save a little bit on a guy with some upside, you know, as long as he gets the minutes. I know he struggled last game against Phoenix, but um, as long as he gets the minutes in the in the mid thirties to low low thirties. think he can be a strong player in this one and in the the narrative of having smart potentially on mitchell all game could open up some some things for uh conley
0: Oh, good old mike conley back in our (laughs) lives um randomly uh, like they they that game against phoenix the the night was just really a blowout um like (laughs) i'm not even i'm not even like super concerned about the minutes in that one so uh, all right, let's play the morning grind game. Um, so I can go see why my son is scream crying. Um, <laughs> Dad life, right? Yeah. Favorite play under five K to seven X. Who do you got today?
1: I got one that I think I could steal from you. So I'm gonna go with Josh Jackson because I, I think I mentioned him in the Memphis game, but I was kind of lukewarm on it. But if he's not gonna be too popular, I like him a lot. So I just wanted to kind of reiterate that. I think Josh Jackson is a good play here.
0: Not a steal from me, my my dude. I got a uh, podal. With no Lamarcus Allredge, Poto's just too cheap today. I think that, um, I, I honestly, I think he's going to be chalk. <laughs> you know, eating chalk is fine with me sometimes and probably will be doing it in this spot. Uh, over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? Uh, John Collins for me. I, I
1: mentioned it. I don't really like a whole lot from uh, Atlanta, so I'm going with John Collins. Is it weird that I'm going with Trey Young? Um, I, I considered it. I considered it, but he, that scares me, so I was just like, I'm just going to do John Collins. I'm not playing him, so.
0: I'm not playing Trey Young in this spot either. So, like I said, if I'm playing, um, if I'm playing the Atlanta side, it's going to be the cheaper guys, like I mentioned. So, um, sorry, I totally got sidetracked. Uh, favorite six X play? Who do you got? Um, so I'm gonna go with Bam on DraftKings, uh, and then I'm just gonna say Ja Morant
1: for Fanduel. I want to just get two out there because I think the Morant price of tag on Fanduel is just way too cheap. Uh, I think he's six X's and, you know, more often than not. So I like those two a lot.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm going to stick with my, my love for San Antonio here and go, you know, DeMar DeRozan um, 7k. I think this is a good spot. He can get 42 fantasy points with um Lamarcus is out. We see an increase in usage and he should play a ton of minutes if this game stays close. We talked about this on the podcast yesterday and I'm just going to kind of reiterate it uh, one more time. The West is so fun this year because the eighth seed is so up for grabs. It's something that, like, hasn't been the case in in years past. Uh, like, the, the top eight teams have kind of just pulled away. And, like, that eighth seed is just wide open. So, like, the Spurs, they, they're still in it. Um, they want to, you know, stay in it. So, I think that at this point nobody's really tanking. You know, if you lose, if if you get out of the hunt, maybe you start losing games. But I think DeRozan plays, you know, 35. They want to win this game. It's a big game for them. So now do I think they win it? No. Um, (laughs) Let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got?
1: Uh, I'm going to go with Cam Johnson. I kind of mentioned it in in the Phoenix game. I like him a pretty good amount. Uh, I would like to see him in the starting lineup. If he doesn't start, I think he still gets in there for, you know, 26, 27 minutes with upside for more if he gets going. So uh, I think Cam Johnson is someone pretty interesting and could potentially be extremely low-owned considering he's he's
0: very cheap and minutes should be there with Oubre out. Man, the guy that I really want to play today, and it's such a terrible play, um, is Thomas Bryant. Like – they sat him out the other night. This is a matchup against Brooklyn I, and he's coming off an injury and he hasn't played a ton of minutes, but if he gets 20 minutes here at 4,100, he could smash. Now I'm not saying he's going to go out there and get 20 minutes, but he put up 33 fantasy points in 25 minutes against this team in the beginning of February. It is a very risky. It is a terrible play. Um, uh, let me just reiterate that you are hoping the guy gets 20 minutes and he hasn't been getting those minutes. Uh, but You know, for the minutes that he played the other night, he looked pretty good. So I'm kind of hoping that they see that and they bump him up a little bit. Um, Outside of that, I don't think Joe Harris is going to be popular today. Um, That was my other one just, you know, to give you guys two because not everybody's crazy like me and takes shots on Thomas Bryant when we have 15 centers to play. All right, uh, game selection. What's standing out to you today? Yeah, shameless plug here, but I'm going with the, uh, the FanDuel.
1: Single entry, single entry series presented by Roto-Grinders. You know, I, I, I like this contest a lot because it's, you know, they're usually bigger contests and the the payouts are usually pretty nice up top and it, it's single entry. So I like it a lot. I think it's a really good contest. I had a lot of luck with this in football season. No luck so far in basketball. So I'm waiting for that to happen.
0: And I, I like these contests a lot will plug the same contest yesterday. you guys you guys are um you guys are having fun you know plugging like dbs in our ears yeah that's right um yeah right db is sleeping hours ago <laughs> um he's not up this late so i'm gonna go high stakes here you know i went low stakes i went i think it was the dollar contest or the two dollar contest yesterday i'm gonna go a little bit higher stakes here today um the $75 three entry max tournament. If you're a three entry max tournament player over there on DraftKings, it's only 113 people. You're not going to get rich off of playing this tournament, but it pays out 23%. Min cash is two X first place is only getting 20%. Uh, you know, it's a pretty top heavy payout, but it's still paying out enough and it's paying out two X, uh, min cash that this is a strong tournament. If you're a mid stakes, you know, high stakes player, either way. um, you know, and you could be different. You don't have to run three teams in this. You can run one. Um, I typically, when I play three in two max, will play three. But I'm also at that time in the basketball season where news is crazy, so I'm usually playing one lineup a night. And I would not hate throwing one lineup in this uh, tournament if I'm going to pivot off of maybe one of the chalkier options that, you know, the high stakes we usually see. And, and you know, you can watch this on the show at 11 o'clock um, each morning. You know, you do that show every once in a while. Blender does that show. You guys talk about, like, higher stakes. You usually see, you know, higher ownership for the chalk of your players just because they're the right plays. But you can get off of those guys sometimes, and if your guy beats them by, like, five or six points, it can be such a huge difference maker. So, um, like that one over there. Uh, Favorite over, under, pick, or against the spread? Yeah, I'm gonna go with the uh, the Clippers and and Phoenix game. I'm going over.
1: I think it was at 2:33 when I checked like an hour or two ago. So uh, yeah, I'm going with that one.
0: Yeah, it's it opened at 2:33. So if if you haven't checked out SharpSide, make sure you head over there. Check them out. Uh, awesome app that they get. We got going on over SharpSide. You can win money for free by picking. Um, you know, you're getting your streak going. My streak is at seven. I did not lock a pick Ooh. in. I have not felt good about uh, the last two days, and both of my picks have hit. So, um, yeah, so today I'll lock one in, and it probably won't hit. But what I'm liking right now um, is Philly minus seven and a half against Cleveland. Um, with Drummond just not playing a ton of minutes right now, I think Philly handles this game. I am going to watch a couple of these lines today because there are a couple ones that are interesting. Like I like Miami a lot against Minnesota, depending on what that line looks like. I think Memphis keeps that game kind of close against Houston right now. It's minus 10 Houston. Uh, so I'm going to kind of watch that line Uh, again. Like I don't have a lock, uh, but my lock where I'm leaning right now is Philly minus seven and a half against Cleveland. um, I also don't mind the um under in the New York knicks Charlotte game even at two zero six. I think that game's going to be really low scoring
1: yeah for for sharp side, while we're talking about it, one thing that I like to do is the night before I'll look at all the lines, and you know if I have a just a little bit of a gut feeling even sometimes on on a game or a spread or a total i'll I'll do it in the, the night before, and then the next day I'll check and see if there's any movement on it because usually if you get movement in your direction and then you have the the advantage to lock in the the previous line. It's a nice little way to, to feel confident about your locks. I mean, you're probably a better advice because you're at seven and I'm at one for, for the streak. <laughs> but, but that's what I like to do. I think that's a good way to do it. And it kind of gets you prepped for the next day. Uh, the night before, you can quickly look at it on your phone, see what games people might be looking at, what games are doing what. So that's, that's what I do anyway.
0: All right. Sounds good. That's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more hoops. Appreciate you joining us, Kyle. Hope everyone has an awesome night. Good luck in your contest and we'll see you then.